Nike beats expectations, Micron delivers, we go over the biggest analyst calls, new orders send Boeing, higher crypto exchange Kraken acquires staked, and Figment approaches a $1.4 billion valuation. This is the Running With The Money briefing, let's get into it. and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast powered by Pound of the Table. Either way, let's get into it. Where are the markets? Well, we have the Dow Jones currently up 409 points, NASDAQ up 314, and the S&P 500 up 70. Now, shifting into sector by sector, of course, as we always do, the worst performing sector of the day is utilities. Number one sector of the day, consumer statistical up 2.86%. You are pretty much seeing... Uh, the exact opposite of what we saw yesterday. The worst performing sectors of yesterday are now the outperformers today. Um, pretty much today, a lot of names regaining everything we lost, if not more than they lost uh, yesterday. So definitely something to pay attention to there. Either way, getting into the biggest headlines of the day, we immediately have to talk about the earnings we got after the bell last night that in some part actually sent those futures a bit higher. Um, And now we have a mega green day of the day. So maybe they played a part in turning sediment. Either way, taking a look, Nike beating expectations despite manufacturing issues that are still occurring in some areas and also supply chain issues. So we're going to take a look at that. So according to Nike, even though they delivered great stuff when it came to the numbers, which we're going to go through in a minute, they did say that roughly production's back about 80%. Um, all the factories are back up in Vietnam. And yeah, they've regained 80% of production um, or 80%, which was that pre-closure level. So 80% of the pre-closure level has been regained when compared to pre-closure. COVID is basically what they're saying there. Also, it is important to note that they are very confident that all these supply chain issues and supply levels um, on a global basis will start to normalize moving into fiscal 2023. So that is something to note, but no one's really here for that. They want to know what the numbers were. So Nike delivered a second quarter EPS of 83 cents that beat the 63 cent expectations. Revenue coming in at $11.36 billion compared to the $11.25 billion that was expected for the second quarter. That is up 1% year over year, so not fantastic. North American sales increased 12% year over year. China sales fell 20%. Meanwhile, in Europe, the Middle East, and African regions, uh, sales increased 6%. So overall, not terrible performance, but definitely something to pay attention to with that 20% drop-off in China. Management did note that that was mostly due to lost production in Vietnam, and also low available inventory there in China. Something to note when it comes to those China sales, which are very important to the company. Now, shifting into what type of sales, digital sales, those jumped 12% year over year for Nike. Meanwhile, Nike direct sales were up 9%, something to note there. So overall, the numbers were pretty darn positive, and you saw a positive net reaction in Nike's stock price. Going into 2022, you see that in essence, the company is definitely looking for a recovery in China, and they believe that is going to occur. Also, when it comes to guidance, they do expect sales to grow in the low single-digit range uh, for the third quarter. So it'll be interesting to see the performance we get in Q3 upcoming, um, but the company is mostly positive heading into the new year, 2022. Now, shifting into Micron earnings, I want to talk about those. They also uh, mostly beat the expectations. They did miss slightly on EPS, so they delivered a Q1 2022 
EPS of $2.04. The expectation was $2.10. So they did come in just below the expectation, but they did deliver revenue of $7.69 billion for the quarter. And that is above the $7.68 billion estimate out of analyst. So what you did see on the EPS front is earnings jumped 161% year over year. Meanwhile, revenue was up 33% year over year. So definitely not a bad quarter by Micron. Now looking at guidance for the company, for Q2 of 2022, they are expecting an EPS of $1.95, which beat the $1.84 expectation in sales of $7.5 billion, which also beat the expectation of $7.29 billion. So Micron is looking pretty darn positive, and it definitely gave the semiconductor sector as a whole a lift today. Now, shifting into our biggest analyst calls, I want to lead off with two analyst calls on Micron. So we had Wells Fargo naming Micron a top pick for 2022, going on to say, quote, as much or as such, Micron remains our top pick. Continue to view Micron as $8 per share plus through cycle EPS story with underlying fundamentals deserving of revaluation or a re-rate. So definitely something to pay attention to there. They believe those earnings are going to improve even more and they are much, uh, very positive when it comes to Micron. And then Bank of America was also bullish on Micron, upgrading Micron to buy from neutral today as well. Going on to say, quote, overall, we view Micron as a compellingly growth at a reasonable price GARP beneficiary of secular data center, 5G metaverse auto trends, and a catch-up candidate after um, underperforming the SOX index meaningfully in CY2. So in essence, what Bank of America is saying here is, look, they have all these areas to grow that they're going to benefit from. This company is definitely trading at a reasonable valuation, and therefore we believe it is a buy going into 2022. Both Wells Fargo and Bank of America liking Micron, not only on those most recent Q1 earnings, but the earnings that are to come. Definitely something to pay attention to there. We had KeyBank downgrading Oracle today to sector weight from overweight. Going on to say, quote, downgrading Oracle to sector weight following announcement today of the all-cash $28 billion acquisition healthcare info provider Cerner. While we concur the all-cash deal should be accretive to earnings, it would be near-term neutral to top-line growth and dilutive to EBIT margins. KeyBank not liking that acquisition of Cerner by Oracle that we were talking about yesterday in the briefing. Now, we also had UBS naming NVIDIA, a crowd favorite, a top pick for 2022, going on to say, quote, in semis, we continue the favor, the compute in memory verticals due to our structurally bullish demand view around AI and the push of more compute in memory to the edge. In compute, we favor NVIDIA as it builds more stable revenue scores around its wide GPU range in software modes. Definitely something to pay attention to there. Very interesting stuff. And then we had Morgan Stanley reiterating Tesla as overweight. Going on to say, quote, we think Tesla India is going to start getting serious investor attention in the upcoming months and quarters as the company seeks to greatly expand its international non-China manufacturing and commercial footprint. 
in our view, a path to a sub $20,000 electric vehicle will be critical to unlocking the Indian EV four-wheel market. So it seems Morgan Stanley is bullish on Tesla moving into India. And then we also had RBC naming Boeing a top pick for 2022, going on to say, quote, key catalyst remain the Boeing 737 MAX and 787 inventory reductions. We expect Boeing MAX deliveries into China to resume in the first quarter of 2022, followed by a resumption of 787 deliveries in the second quarter of 2022. It's safe to say RBC is bullish in Boeing and those upcoming catalysts. And then we also had JP Morgan reiterating Nike as overweight. They go on to say, quote, we see Nike's brand momentum across geographies as sustainable in providing insulation to macro volatility and supporting sustainable multi-year high single digits, low double digits, top line growth. JP Morgan liking that consistent growth out of Nike, reiterating it as overweight. And then shifting into another headline of the day on a name that we actually just went over in analyst call on, and that is Boeing. So today, Boeing receiving an order from the United Parcel Service, UPS, for 19 of Boeing's 767 freighters. And this all comes as UPS is seeing an e-commerce surge. Definitely something to note there. This was uh, reported today. Now, what what does this mean for Boeing? What does this mean for their overall orders? Well, Boeing did say after this order that it's a record-breaking year for the company when it comes to deals. This now brings sales to include 80 firm orders on their new wide-body freighter and also more than 80 or orders for the Boeing converted freighters. So definitely something to note there. Solid orders out of Boeing, and we were actually talking about that a few briefings ago where really the numbers out of Boeing this year have been very, very impressive when compared to last year, and they're pretty much at those 2019 levels, those pre-COVID-19 levels, and not many people are talking about it, obviously, um, per the stock price. Now, the stock did see a little bit of a boost today. Last time checked, it was up 10 points on this news, so definitely something to note there. UPS will take delivery of this order between 2023 and 2025, according to operations president Nando Crisone. Now, shifting into Boeing, I do want to note that they do control 90% of the freighter market, according to forecast and data per CNBC. So, you know, it goes to show that Boeing is definitely the leader when it comes to these uh, big-time freighters. The United Parcel Service is definitely choosing the leader in the space. Something to note there. Now, digging in and shifting away from news when it comes to stocks, we want to jump into the crypto world. We love to jump in to the crypto world every once in a while, and we have crypto exchange Kraken acquiring staked. So, Kraken will be acquiring or has acquired staked staking platform staked um and in essence all it is doing is it will expand kraken's offerings and their staking network and really um their whole entire business now this is impressively uh the fifth acquisition for kraken throughout 2021 now according to the company staked enables investors in proof of stake networks to easily and securely compound their holdings per blockworks also now we did get some commentary on this announcement out of the kraken co-founder and ceo jesse powell he went on to say quote we are excited to add staked to our portfolio of yield products which has seen a great uptake by a growing population of crypto investors. Staked is a highly complementary or is highly complementary to our existing staking business and will allow us to further strengthen our product offerings through world-class infrastructure 
for clients who prefer to retain custody of their staked assets. So definitely a net positive in the crypto space, a little more consolidation, and you're seeing a lot of these deals happen within the space. Before we move on to our final headline of the day, I do want to note that Kraken's client base is 8.5 million, and they trade more than 90 digital assets in seven different fiat currencies globally. So some pretty impressive stuff out of Kraken acquiring staked to add even more networks to their exchange. Some big time stuff coming out of Kraken acquiring staked. And then finally, we had Figment reaching a $1.4 billion valuation, another crypto name. So crypto staking firm Figment raised $110 million in its Series C or round four. Um, and this is big time stuff. Why? Not because of the amount, but mostly because it was a post money valuation of $1.4 billion. Now that's up 180% from its most recent valuation prior to this of $500 million. So pretty much more than doubled valuation here within the year, which is pretty darn crazy. You take a look at Figment and they have raised $165 million to date. Also, the firm getting into the actual firm itself, they have roughly $7.5 billion in digital assets staked, and that is up from $7 billion staked in August, so definitely some uh, big-time stuff when it comes to growth there. And also, it's important to note that they support just around 50 networks. They have 130 institutional clients, and that institutional client count is up from 31 in the previous year. So some big time improvements coming out of the company itself or the firm itself and also hitting a $1.4 billion valuation. And you know, these most recent or these last two headlines that we just went over within the crypto space just go to show even more money is flowing into the crypto space every single day. This year, we also saw record venture capital flows into the crypto space. And this is awesome to note because typically, as we all know, the big money does not lose. The big money is typically ahead of the game when it comes to knowledge and resources and likely if they're betting big on crypto the returns are also going to be big so it's just something to note but that is the end of the running with the money briefing for today we will be back per usual tomorrow to go over the biggest headlines biggest analyst calls and much more in the meantime go give my fellow team members and my boys over at pounding the table a listen at pounding the table on spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts including apple podcast and give me and my team a follow, please, 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 at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook or at Luke Donay on Twitter. Easily Profit Trade On, and I will see you tomorrow.